Hi, I'm Bob O'Haver. Welcome to the Why Meditate podcast. I'm asking questions of teachers, scientists, and religious leaders. Thank you for your support. Thanks again. Now on with our discussion. I'm here with Mitra Manish, and is a meditation teacher. A mindfulness-based coach. The first question I have is, why meditate? Why meditate? Um, because meditation is the study of self, mm. and eventually we can no longer skip over ourselves, and we need to uh, meet, date, mm -hmm. accept, and hopefully greet ourselves. And also meditation is a, a great sampler of how a mindful life can look like. So hopefully and eventually we would like to copy and paste mm -hmm. <laughs> what we do in our meditation in, in our daily life. I haven't, that, nobody's approached it from that place yet. Mm -hmm. The next question is, what is your definition of mindfulness? Mm -hmm. And what does it look like to live a mindful life? Mm, okay. So, as you know, I teach mindfulness and have taught it mm -hmm. for many, many decades. So I've created my own definition. Mm -hmm. um, nothing unusual, just something that goes home for me. Sure. And the way I define mindfulness is being awake and present with curiosity and compassion. So I used four key words. Mm -hmm. And the first one is awake. You may say, what do you mean, Mitra? I'm sitting here. <laughs> Obviously, I'm awake. I drove four hours. Right. <laughs> but I'm not talking about physical awakeness. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about with a sense of uh, being aware and awake and knowingly mm -hmm. being here. Um, it's opposite of being on autopilot. The second word I used was present. And that is basically the opposite of being either in the past or in the future. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me say that the mm -hmm. uh, past is wonderful and we do want to go there, but with a visitor's visa uh, because uh, we want to learn or even maybe remember our great experiences and of learn course. from them even. Um, and also the future. We would like to go there to lightly, and the key word here is lightly, mm -hmm. plan and come back to the present moment. So whenever we stay there too long, either in the past or, pres or, or future, then that's where all our troubles reside. The extreme of being in the past brings a sense of sadness and, and uh, even depression. Mm -hmm. And extreme of being in the future brings a sense of anxiousness and, and anxiety. So every sadness and depression needs a past, and every anxiousness and anxiety needs a future. So it's looking, at, but if we are looking into the past, we're looking at it in a light way. We're, we're observing it as opposed to living it. Exactly. And we're observing it for a purpose. That's why right. I called it the visitor visa. I'm going to this city <laughs> for like a purpose yeah. with a limited uh, period of stay. Uh -huh. And I'm going to see some things of interest, learn something, ho hopefully expand my horizon of understanding life. Sure. So it's very purposeful. I don't go there to lament. I go there to learn. It's a different app. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with planning. I go there to plan because... Of course, if you and I didn't plan, we wouldn't be able to meet today. Sure. However, when anything, even good, and I have uh, another 
relationship with good and bad, but mm -hmm. let's call it good. Whenever we do something over a certain line, it turns into something not useful. So planning mm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. mm, pushing the planning and over planning is uncomfortable. Over, over, over planning, now I'm in a very difficult zone. And why can't we really plan and determine the future? Because at best, I plan the day, the hour, the week, uh, mm -hmm. with the knowing of that present moment. And as you know, the knowings or, or the facts mm -hmm. are always changing. So I planned, you planned to be mm -hmm. here half an hour earlier. Right. Did you know the traffic would be as? No. Yeah. Why? Because that was not predictable. Mm -hmm. You gave it probably half an hour here and there, but yet something different happened. Mm -hmm. And that is a great example for how life works. We plan it with the information that we have at the time, when right. you left or when you plan to leave, mm -hmm. but things changed completely out of your control perhaps even. Right. So that's why we need to just plan it, leave it, come back to the present moment and so that we can actually be open and able to dance with the present moment information and circumstances. Right. You know, he answered it. I had a question but you answered <laughs> it in your in your answer. Okay. It was, it's, it's Great. great. I love the I've always liked the, your reference to the past and the present mm -hmm. and the future, mm -hmm. you know, and how, how you live in those, because mm -hmm. we all live in that every day, but mm -hmm. yes. we have to be able to understand it and put it in perspective. Exactly. And it can serve you. Yeah. They can completely serve you. I mean, um, learning from the past is an amazing, you know, experience. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to lightly plan the future is fantastic. It, it gives you some sense of knowing where you're going. But then you have to understand the nature of the impermanent nature of everything, that things will change. Mm -hmm. So that's the awakeness and presence. Then I used two other words and I said curiosity with sense of curiosity and compassion. So curiosity basically says, I don't know, but I'm very interested to know. That's the message of curiosity, mm -hmm. which is very opposite of, for instance, judgment. Judgment says, either I know or I don't know, but I'm pretending that I know. And by the way, I don't like it this way. Right. <laughs> you better be that way. Sure. So curiosity is almost um, beautifully childlike, mm -hmm. that you know how children like to know. They don't have any... Um, sort of severe disposition or judgment about right. things, you know, they just like to know. It's, it's like, just, wow, yeah, exactly, it's new. <laughs> exactly, with a, with a sense of honest, mm -hmm. like, you know, do tell, right. whatever it is, you know, tell me about this food you eat, tell me about this place you've come from, tell me about this idea you have. Yeah. So curiosity is sort of something that um, allows us to let uh, judgment settle down mm -hmm. and, and not be so activated in us. Right. And, and of course, compassion. Hmm. Well, compassion. Hold yes. on to that one because sure. that's that's one of the questions All that right. I want to I want to okay. approach these in my in my little order here. So no I, problem. Anyway, so the next question is, what is the difference between meditation, mm -hmm. contemplation, and prayer? Mm. Okay, so meditation. Uh, means basically becoming familiar with 
in, in, in meaning. Mm -hmm. But really, it means becoming familiar with self, getting to know oneself. Of course, there are many different kinds of meditations. I'm not going to get into it. Right. Uh, but, but in essence, meditation uh, means that, getting to know yourself. Um, contemplation means really looking for the truth or truth of something particular. Because mm -hmm. contemplation can be focused. Like there are practices uh, when I take mindfulness to workplaces, mm -hmm. sometimes when they need to make a collective decision, when they have like, you know, group gatherings, um, we put out, clarify a question and allow everybody to contemplate. So it's a very mm. focused contemplation. Mm -hmm. We're looking for an answer for a very specific question. Okay? Right. So that's contemplation for looking for a particular truth to this question mm -hmm. or this subject. And then we have contemplation, which is open contemplation, that you just contemplate to, for the truth in general, which is a very... Um, philosophical and old way of finding out a lot. So if you look at the, the history of philosophy, many, many people that at least I um, see as my teachers, mm -hmm. um, such as Rumi, they did a lot of contemplation, but the contemplation wasn't for anything particular. It was just contemplation of finding the truth. Of life. Of, of life, what's exactly. Going on, right? So that's contemplation. So mm -hmm. contemplation is looking for the truth or truth of something. Mm -hmm. Meditation is getting familiar with self, with, in the parenthesis. Right. And then prayer is wishing for or asking for something in particular. Mm -hmm. And of course it depends on our, your definition or the person's definition of what prayer means to right. them. Right. It, it has a whole uh, spectrum but in general, is either um, I'm praying just generally for someone or uh, I'm asking for something. Mm -hmm. So they're completely different in their um, outcomes, mm -hmm. but their processes are, are the same because they all require a sense of going in. Right. So it's a journey to within and, mm -hmm. and brings a sense of uh, self-connection before we even take it to the next step and say why we're going in. Right. So first we go in, and then we may go in for understanding and getting to know ourselves. We may be going in to ask or wish or pray for someone, mm -hmm. or we may be going in to actually find the truth or the truth of something. Right, right. That's great. <laughs> um, the last question is how do we promote compassion in ourselves mm -hmm. and the world around us mm -hmm. because I, I just look around and that's what made the biggest impression on me is that the world itself needs more mm -hmm. needs a lot more compassion than it has mm -hmm. for fellow humans for oneself and, and I just am looking for that answer mm. So, first of all, we cannot give compassion when we do not hold compassion. Mm -hmm. We cannot, in fact, give anything that we do not hold. I can only give you what I hold. Mm -hmm. So, the first step to compassion is self-compassion. However, the way I see compassion, I like to see it as a common passion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, looking at compassion and really looking at it from a 
point of view of not thinking compassionately, but feeling compassionately. Because compassion has become fashionable. Right. And anything that becomes fashionable, and it's beautiful, by the way. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I have nothing against that. However, anything that becomes fashionable, uh, it's in the danger of becoming a little bit um, not true to its essence. So we all know the vocabulary. Right. We all know the practices. And uh, it's interesting sometimes when I work with one-on-one uh, -on -one clients and I talk about compassion, they say, yeah, 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 I say, I'm, I'm, I'm very compassionate, I say, blah, 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 blah. and they say the words, and I say, okay, and tell me how you feel, because somehow I don't see the energy of compassion right now, right. but I could be wrong, you know, and when I ask that question, it goes deeper, I say, oh, feeling? I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because feeling compassion uh, of course. is very different than yes. thinking compassion. Mm -hmm. So because it's fashionable, a lot of us are thinking compassionately, mm -hmm. meaning I use the words, I do all the practices. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with As that. As a start. It's absolutely. Yes. And, and you do it until you feel it. Right. But it's important to really pay attention to feeling compassion. And, and, and experiencing it in a deeper sense mm. and really seeing it as a verb because it's not something that you just wish, it's something that you do. Mm -hmm. And that's a very uh, huge responsibility, basically, yeah. to have that common passion. Uh, in the context that we use it in the mindfulness is really compassion is kindness at the times of difficulties. That's the difference between compassion and kindness in, in mm -hmm. the sense that at least I use it in. Sure. To, these are just words and they're not, you know, they haven't come from sky. But basically to understand the difference between kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. Compassion is um, more called for when we're going through difficult and challenging experiences and times or others are going through the same. So it is really understanding that that common passion is all of our passion for wanting to be happy and pain-free. So with that, mm -hmm. when we are going through a trying time, that's the time we really need to give ourselves mm -hmm. more of the feeling of compassion mm -hmm. and really understand that as opposed to being in our head. Exactly, exactly. But okay. of course that's the most difficult time to do well, Of course, it. of course. That's yeah. why you start small and you start when it's not that urgent. That's why you incorporate the compassion practice in everyday life mm -hmm. when you're not in desperate need. It's almost like insurance, you know. Mm -hmm. we, we have all these insurances, and I don't know about you, I've hardly used them. But, <laughs> but what it is, is for the day that, you know, I really cannot afford uh, to, to do whatever it is that I normally do. Mm -hmm. And compassion is that internal insurance. It is really working very small. And I always suggest that you start very, very, very small. Meaning, start compassion when you forget your keys. You know, just, just give yourself some, some kind of compassionate experience instead of saying, ah, oh, so whatever. You just say, ah, oh, I forgot, I'm human. That's mm. interesting. Another day of being human, and, uh, and especially overwhelmed human, probably. Mm -hmm. You know, overwhelmed with all the things that we have to do and we have to pay attention to. Sure. So bringing compassion over 
you know, not finding your keys. Then you can take it one notch higher and then higher, and then you can do it when, when we make big mistakes, and we do, and we do. And eventually we need to be able to be there for ourselves and others when larger, bigger, more consequential mistakes take place in life and sooner or later they do right so that that is really how we um that's the second part of my question is that how this is how we manifest that in the world this is how we promote it around us by having it in us exactly it's basically the voice with which we see so-called mistakes in life Mm. or things that have gone wrong in life Mm -hmm. um, or the pain of life um, so pain, as you know, happens all the time in different sizes, but right. they will arrive. The question is, how do I choose to face this pain, which determines the level of suffering, by the of way. Of course. When compassion is present, then suffering is at, you know, at, at its minimal level. Right. But when compassion is not present, then there is the pain, there is my judgment about the pain. There is my judgment about myself experiencing the pain. Right. And, of course, if it, there, are, there are other people involved, there is my judgment about them. And, it's, you know, I always say we uh, have judgment about ourselves, the world, and the people in the world. Mm-hmm. So there are three layers on top of the pain. Whereas when compassion is there, then it's a completely different experience. Right, right, right. All right. That, that's the whole thing. Wow. I, I really appreciate the time. I, I've been, I've been, like I said, I've been looking forward to this, and it just, um, yeah, thank you. This is going to be a good addition. I, I, it gives some insights, and it puts it in some, in some different ways. Right. I mean, that was one of the motivations for this whole thing, and interviewing all the different people, because people get things from different teachers. Yes. They get things, they hear a, a phrase, or a turn of phrase, or a the way they put something, and that, that one little thing connects. And that's right. what I'm hoping by doing this, is that I can help people connect with somebody that's, that they resonate with. Yes, thank you. It's a great journey anyway. that you've started. Yes. And it's beautiful to, to go to different people and ask them, because you're right, everybody has their one in through the door. Right. And, and I do find that the, sometimes the underlying truth is the same. Yes. You know, I mean, there is an underlying truth that we all live by and, yes. and have ethically and morally and, and that that drives us. But I think that the expression of that is different from every single person. And exactly. that, that was the thing that when it dawned on me that that was, that was what it was, that was the exciting part. That's where I got excited. And I said, okay, this is worth it no matter what it takes. That's but, true. So we all want anyway. to go to the airport, but there are many roads to the airport. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Take a minute or two to take it in. Close your eyes, and you can sit with what you just heard. The music will continue for about three and a half minutes. Have a beautiful day.
Ooh. Mm-hmm.